Yeah, so I'm Jada. I'm one of the Taleos directors. Um, maybe you guys have seen me around. Maybe some of you know me. Um, yeah, I'm from Lethbridge. And I've been coming to camp as long as I can remember, since I was old enough to be a camper. And I did support staff, like all of you guys. I washed dishes and cleaned bathrooms and mopped up overflowing toilets and did wreck things. Um, yeah, and I've had the privilege of being the Taleos director for the past three summers. Um, yeah, so we're talking about our identity in Christ. And I was thinking about in my life when that kind of, when I started to learn about that. And I think, yeah, in thinking about that, like I remember in high school, um, I was very shy, um, you know, kind of unsure about myself, very like self-conscious. Um, and I remember a lot of people in my life, teachers, my mom, just different people in my life would tell me a lot like, Jada, you need to have more confidence. I'm like, cool, how? No one would tell me how. They're just like, Jada, you need to have more confidence. I'm like, well, that's neat. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, and so I was like, kind of like, well, great, I know what I need, but I don't know how to get it or what to do about that. Um, and yeah, also in youth group, like I remember learning about like, you know, well, my identity is in Christ. And I'm like, great, but what does that mean? I don't, I don't know. And so I felt like, yeah, I had a lot of questions of those two things. And um, as God started to teach me more about himself, as I st yeah, started to learn about who he was, he started to show me who I am in relation to him, um, which that is what our identity is, is who God says we are. Um, yeah, so I've been on a journey, long journey of discovering what my identity in Christ is. And my hope for this brief time um, is that I can help you guys to start to think about those things, to start to ask those questions for yourself of, okay, God, what, what do you say about me? Because um, I think this is, it's a really big topic and a big life thing and it's not just something that we're gonna just learn about overnight or you know I'm not gonna be able to say all the right words in 15 minutes and you guys are gonna know everything about what it means to you know walk in your identity in Christ but my hope is that this is a starting point um, so yeah very simply can someone tell me what Jesus did for us it's not a trick question yeah. Yeah. Can you expand a little bit more? He, how he did that? He was the scapegoat for our sins. He sacrificed himself for that Christ. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So we were born with an inherently sinful nature. Um, and through Jesus dying on the cross, paying that penalty, that debt that we owed because of our sin, he paid that for us instead. Um, yeah, Jesus covers us with his righteousness so that we can be in relationship with God. Um, all because God loves us. We didn't deserve it. We didn't do anything to be able to receive this gift on our own. Jesus just gives it to us because he loves us, because God loves us. Um, and Jesus lives in our hearts. 
Um, and he can be the Lord of our lives if we allow him to be. Um, yeah, we have to give him power control of our hearts. Um, but we're secure in this. This is what Jesus did for us, and there's nothing that can change that. Um, nothing can separate us from God's love. Um, do you guys bring your Bibles to these things? I feel like you guys should. So tomorrow, all of you should bring your Bibles. So let's turn to Romans 8.38, um, for those of you that do have your Bibles. You guys should all bring notebooks, too. Because then you can write down the things that God is teaching you about himself, and then later on in the year, when you're feeling discouraged or feeling far from God, then you can remember God's truth. Because you wrote, wrote it down earlier. All right, so Romans 8, 38 to 39... Um, I'll read it out for you guys. So it says, For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So I think that those verses make it very clear that like literally nothing can separate us from God's love. He loves us, and that's it. There's nothing that we can do to change his love nothing we can do to make him love us more, so we can't earn his love, and there's nothing that we can do to make him love us less. Um, his love is his love, and he pours that out on us abundantly, um, which is huge and crazy and amazing and so important because this is, this is the pinnacle of our identity. This is where our identity comes from. This is why we can have identity in Christ, because God loves us. And, um, yeah, we are loved by God. Without God's love for us, he wouldn't have sent his son to die for us, for our sins. Um, he wouldn't have wanted a relationship with us if he didn't love us. We are nothing without God's love, um, except for wretched slaves to sin. So our entire worth, our entire value, each one of you, hangs on the fact that God loves us, that God loves you specifically, and that God chose us when we were still sinners and so unworthy of his love. He traded our sin for life and freedom, and his love restored that relationship with us and God and is make, continuing to make us new. His sacrificial love made us clean, and gave us a hope and a future. And his love transforms us so that we can be who he created us to be. Um, yeah, through his love for us, we are adopted as sons and daughters of God, of the Most High King, which is just amazing because he didn't have to do any of this for us. He saved us, and then he brought us into his family on top of that. So let's go to Romans 8, 14 to 17. Romans 8, 14 to 17. So it says, For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. 
The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God, and of children heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, so that we may also be glorified with him. Um, yeah, so when I was praying about what to say on this huge topic, I felt like these were the two passages that I really wanted to leave you guys with and like, yeah, to emphasize this was Romans 8, 38 to 39, that nothing can separate us from God's love. And then the one I just read, Romans 8, 14 to 17, about how, yeah, God has adopted us. Um, yeah, so tracking along with um, God's love for us and like why it matters, why that's important. Um, that, yeah, nothing can separate us from God's love. Um, so that also means that nothing that happens to us, no matter how tragic our circumstances, aren't going to change God's love for us. Um, nothing that anyone says about us. Um, I'm sure you guys have all had um, experiences in school or clubs or whatever sports where people have said nasty things to you, maybe, or have just, you know, not been really nice or just you know spoken things over you guys that aren't true and so nothing that anyone says about us will change God's love for us um, yes those things hurt but we have the choice to either believe those lies or to believe what God says about us um, what God's truth is about us so because God's love for us never changes this means that our identity never changes God says who we are, and he paid the highest price to be able to do that. He died for us. He covered our sins with his blood. So he gets to say who we are. Um, and his truth is truth. Like, nothing's going to change that truth. So you all are loved. You belong. You have a place. You have a purpose. You each have value because of what Jesus did for you and because of God's love for you. Now, sometimes we start to believe things about ourselves that aren't true. Um, sometimes we take on maybe false identities or labels um, based on maybe movies that we see or commercials or through songs or whatever. Um, yeah, we might start to believe the opposite of what is true that maybe we might start to think that we aren't loved or that we don't belong, um, that we're not good enough, that we're not cool enough, um, that we don't have any value. I mean, I'm sure you guys can understand that and have probably experienced that. Um, I'm sure the list goes on. But just because we believe those things doesn't make them true. Just because we believe those things doesn't make them true. Because God's truth never changes. God's love for us never changes. So our value doesn't come from how we feel about ourselves. Um, our value doesn't come from the opinions of others, what other people say about the core of who we are. Um, we're not defined by our circumstances. You might be in a situation 
um, where maybe people are just being mean or don't like you and you might feel like you're alone or like you don't belong, um, but that's not what's true of you. Your situations don't define who you are. Um, we're not defined by the car we drive or the amount of money we make. Um, yeah, we're defined by God's truth. And God, God's truth is the same. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, which means that his truth is the same. God and his nature can't change, therefore his love for us will never change. And that means, again, that our identity will never change. So we're not at risk of losing our identity. We're not at risk of being unlovable or not belonging. Um, So, I just want to talk a little bit about, you know, how that applies directly to our lives. Um, so, some of the kind of, like, lies that I was talking about before that, like, you know, that I'm not loved or I don't belong, you know, whatever it is, I'm sure you guys can pinpoint those things in your, in your life that you either have believed in the past or are believing right now. Um, so what we can do with that, with, with Jesus, is to invite him into those, to those situations, to those lies, and reject that lie. Reject the lie that you don't belong. Reject the lie that you are unloved, whatever that is, and receive God's truth in its place. That's, that's what healing looks like. That's how God wants to transform our, our hearts to make us more whole. Um, yeah, this is something that I have learned to do in my own life. Sometimes I have to do it a lot in a day. Um, but that's, that's how we grow. That's how we can grow closer to him. And that's how we can walk in who we are, um, who God says that we are. Yeah, that we are loved. We are chosen. We are made righteous. That he doesn't just love you, he likes you guys. He delights in your personalities. He gets excited about the things that you guys get excited about. Like he, he loves each of you individually and specifically. Um, and we can rest secure in his love. And so me saying these things to you, like you knowing them in your head is a lot different than you believing them in your hearts. So I want to encourage you guys to, to think about these things, to think on these truths, to ask yourself, do I actually believe this? Because what we believe will be shown through our actions. Um, yeah. And if you find that you can't believe these things, ask God. Ask God to help you. Ask God to reveal these things to you. Um, yeah, all of these things that I've just kind of like listed off, um, you know, it's, it's easy for me to say them. Um, but it's taken a lot of hard work and surrendering to God and just being ready to receive his truth for me to actually believe those things for myself. And it's still a daily process. Um, yeah, so because our identity is in Christ, we have a confidence and a hope that cannot be shaken by failures, tragedy, disappointment, whatever else. Um, 
yeah, so I just want to leave you guys with a couple of questions to think about. If you have a piece of paper or a journal, you can write them down. Um, you can think about them in your Devo time. Um, you might have a little bit of time now for you guys to think about it. But so that's kind of like a two-part question. So what are some things about yourself that you've been believing that aren't true? I'll say that again. What are some things about yourself that you've been believing that aren't true? And then the second part to that, what is the truth? What can you reject that lie with and what truth can you replace it with? So, do they have some time to? Uh, yeah, we can do All right, yeah. So I just wanna encourage you guys to think about that for a couple minutes, but that doesn't have to just stop in this time. And then I'll, I'll pray to close in a little bit. <coughs> So I forgot at the beginning I was telling you guys about how people in my life were telling me that I just need to have more confidence. Um, and as God has been teaching me more about himself and who I am in him, I found that I, it wasn't necessarily that I needed to have confidence in, in myself, but to have confidence in, in who God was and who God said that I was. Um, that I could be secure and confident in his love, which helped me to be more confident in myself. It's kind of how that tied in. I just forgot to wrap that up. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll just pray over you guys. <sighs> Lord, I thank you for who you are. I thank you that you are such a good and loving father, um, that you know each one of us deeply and intimately, um, that you love us abundantly. Um, I thank you for everything that you have been um, doing in all of our hearts this summer. I thank you for how you've been revealing yourself to us, um, for what you've been teaching us and how you've been growing us more into your image. Lord, I pray that you will, that you will continue to do that. I pray that you will um, reveal to us the lies in our heart that we've been believing about ourselves or about you. I pray that yeah, with, with tenderness and love that you will uh, show us those things so that we can reject them and receive your truth in its place. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I thank you that you, you care about us and that you love us so much. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>